1: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in the Wondery Sunset Studios. I'm a writer and producer. I live in Pasadena, California.
0: Oh, and I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here with Leanne in the Wondery Studio. I live in Santa Monica. I'm an on-again, off-again business person. And, you know, we're starting a couple of hours late today because we needed the studio to accommodate someone
2: else. And it's just completely thrown us off our game, right, Julie? (laughs) It has. Well, Liz, you're talking in hyperspeed. (laughs) I think it gave you the opportunity to drink more caffeine this morning or something. Mm. Hello, this is Julie Dolan. I am in Dallas, Texas. I am an urban nana, an empty nester. I have a very fine dog named Oliver. I'm happy to be with you no matter what time it is. But most importantly, today we are on royal baby watch. You know, that baby's going to come. And I just, I have a message for Megan, mm-hmm. which is, I uh, do not let your mother-in-law or the billions of people that are waiting and watching and pressuring you to have that baby you just stay calm. Mm-hmm. You and your baby are going to have your time. I know she's past her due date. I know what that feels like. You, you know, you just there's the pressure really mounts, and then to have a billion people and a queen <laughs> waiting and watching, it's a lot to take on. You know? That is
0: a lot. I didn't realize she was past her due date. That's where we are now. Okay.
2: Well, again, that's the rumor. Liz. Oh. you know, as you if you follow the royals, uh, that she was supposed to have the baby toward middle to end of April, and now we're we're nearly in May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. It's a good. But point. no pressure, Megan. Right. No pressure. Right. So... No pressure. No pressure. Your baby will, and you will. You will have your time.
1: It's very very well said, Urban Nana. Thank you so much. We're yeah. going to hear a little bit more from you later on, Urban Nana, aren't we? We have. Uh... Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: I have. I have a lot more to say. I have I... some very specific instructions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. Also, we have a whole block of travel news today. Uh, Julie has been pitching the story about women traveling alone for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Some some things to look for if you're a female traveling alone. And then there was that story of the American tourist that was kidnapped in Uganda. Yeah. And nice. she did oh. a fascinating interview last week with Gail King. So I'm going to tell you about that. Also, I almost spit my Sunday morning coffee across the room when I opened the New York Times magazine and saw that our friend Martha Stewart now has a cruise, cruise, cruise line. line.
2: You Woo-hoo. signing up,
1: Liam? Huh. <laughs> Maybe that's okay, where the sidelines Sisters... We have to go sisters? in
2: deep on this topic, sisters, okay? <laughs> I just... The whole ad, the spread, Martha on the horse, in the water. Leon. what does it all
1: mean? And we're going to break it down. <laughs> we are going to break it down. And surprisingly, I think we might have a plan for getting on one of those cruises. Also, Liz, a lot of people on the Facebook group asking for travel advice. We're going to dole out a little a little bit, today. Yeah,
0: a little bit. But it's a good place to go if you just have lots of opinions about where people should travel and what they should do when they get there. We
1: have a full Entertaining Sisters um Docket today, including Mark Zuckerberg. I have a beef,
0: yes. We are for everyone having a voice, except for Mark Zuckerberg, okay? So why does Mark Zuckerberg need a podcast? I tell you, he doesn't. But I hate listening to it anyway, and I have a complete report. (laughs) Okay. That sounds positive and fun.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a positive, fun way to wrap up today's Satellite Sisters. But first, we did take last week off. We had a spring break of sorts. Mm -hmm. Some people did some traveling. Julie, you went places. Liz, you had some mysterious work you're doing. That's okay. I do have a side hustle here that I do. Yeah. I went to all the doctors. I went to all. (laughs)
0: What? What do you mean?
1: (laughs) I... I, I've been remiss on some medical care because last year we changed health insurances, oh, yeah, and that is very disorienting. And yes. then they made us do something called a health savings account. Oh, that's a which pain. is further,
2: ex- further, you know, That's just a disincentive. It is. <laughs> that's it. Just no excuses, sisters. I you know. Have to go. Preventative medicine is important.
1: Well, I that's what I did. I got all my girl stuff done in December. I got that all. Taken care of, but then I went to uh, I went to my new primary care physician. I went to a dermatologist. I went to the dentist. I had my blood work done. Then wow. I had to go to the pharmacy because I had to pick up a few things based based on all those things. Uh-huh. And oh, and then this is it. This is for my friend Kara who's been bugging me for six months now to get my colonoscopy done. Yes. Kara, I mailed my colonoscopy paperwork today. That will be scheduled. That will be done by the end of June. Okay. So, okay. And that is what your satellite sister is for. She was <laughs> sending me increasingly harsher texts about why hadn't I done that. And
2: sometimes really? just a whole string
1: Ow. of poop emojis. So,
2: <laughs> so it's in. Well, that's, Dep- that's what sends you over the top, Loop <laughs> emojis. There you go. Whatever it takes. It's, it's very important preventative. Medicine. It is. Hey, yesterday,
1: shout out to my friend who is my dermatologist. I'm at a point now where I have a lot of doctors who are actual friends. That's too, so helpful. Like moms I know from school. So I like my dermatologist because she takes no prisoners. She just walks in. She's in the scrubs. She's not trying to upsell me anything. No. There's no talk of injecting me or just scrubbing me or anything. It's just Medical dermatology. Yeah. And and my primary care physician had said, Oh, there's a couple moles they should take a look at. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a mole situation genetically in the family. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. so the derm just comes at me with that freeze gun. <laughs> have you, have you yes, had? I've had that. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
2: yeah. Just let her let her, yeah. let her out let her just out. Just comes yeah. right
1: at me with that freeze gum. But have you ever had a mole on your boob list? <laughs> no. Because oh. Julie, have you?
2: Ow. Does that hurt? Yeah, the freeze gun on the boob. That's a very personal question that I (laughs) never thought I would be answering on a podcast. I'm just
1: saying, I'm just saying the freeze gun on the boob makes a a mammogram feel like a Swedish massage. That's all I have to say. Okay, well, wait till you have your colonoscopy, sister. (laughs) So I feel like I am good to go on many fronts. I have some marching orders that I've got to get on, but uh, I'm glad I had the time and the energy and the insurance to do that.
0: Okay, good for you, Leanne.
2: Okay, well, all right, here's my Urban Nana report. And can we talk about the measles, Let's, please? Yeah, oh, Actually, God. there's no more talk needed. Okay, that's really how I feel about it. You just go get that shot. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, because do you realize the CDC came out yesterday that the U.S. measles outbreak shows no sign of abating in the United States? It's at a 25-year high with over 700 cases, 22 states, And it's particularly bad, can I say, in New York, and I was talking to my daughter-in-law and son this weekend that live in Brooklyn, the three zip codes surrounding where they live, that's at epidemic level. And my poor, sweet Evelyn, Evie Lou, there, who just turned a year old, who doesn't really care for me too much, (laughs) you know, they they've they've really kept her away from parks and away you know, because you know, typically you don't get the MMR shot until twelve months. Mm-hmm. And so she just turned a year old. So for her birthday, she got the shot. That was it. And that, but they have really been petrified that about, about this outbreak and because it's so severe in certain sections of Brooklyn. and this this is a terrible disease. And as the CDC says, the suffering is completely avoidable, you know. So uh, the CDC has come out with new recommendations. So now they're going to let children 6 to 11 months get the first shot, one dose, and then children 12 months and older two doses, but they have to be separated by 28 days. But they're very worried at the CDC because this is the season of travel. The weather is better. People are outside. There's more, you know, more interaction. They're in the parks. They're, you know, they're on the streets. So this is, this is terrible. And I think for a long time it was like, oh, well, people can do whatever they want. Different parents. No, you cannot anymore. (laughs) Okay. That's no. no more talk. You have to get this vaccination, right? Yeah, I didn't realize that Evelyn hadn't
1: been vaccinated. I'm sure they're terrified because as they describe it, like if you're anywhere even in the room or Mm -hmm. in the building, it's so contagious, it's unbelievable. So imagine in New York City, if you're on a subway, like she travels or, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Poor thing.
2: So they have really kept her, you know, since the outbreak, they've been really just keeping her at home, keeping her only with... Children they know immunize, you know, other th- because it is that is terrible. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's my granddaughter, but it's all children that you wouldn't right. want them to suffer. Then. And it's a terrible disease. They get they get very, very sick. So, yeah. Uh, and two of
0: the major hotspots are Brooklyn, New York and Rockland County, New York, but also everywhere in the country. Out here, Julie, last year last week, more than a thousand students and staff members at two different colleges here were either quarantined on campus or or sent home because they realized they had been exposed to uh, measles by an infected UCLA student was one of them. So and it, they could tell from like people signing in, logging onto computers and things, who had been in the library uh, around the three days of when this infected student was in the library. And that's who they quarantined. And you could come in and prove with your medical records or tests that you had been immunized. But if you hadn't, you just had to stay away. And one thing I didn't realize is what you were saying, Leon, about really how easily this spreads. The expert here said 90% of people who are not immunized or haven't had measles before, when they're exposed, get the measles. Right. You know, it's not some very rare thing. It is much more common than not that if you haven't been immunized and you're anywhere near uh, an infected person, uh, you're going to get it. So anyway, they're in the process of working through uh, at two of the colleges here, Cal State L.A., um, was another one where they had to, to just send people home. It's not right. Yeah, they so, said these college colleges across
1: the country, these are hotbeds. I yeah, mean, you can imagine. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is you get the first shot, but you don't get the second. Yeah. So it's not so, even parents who, like, thought they were doing the right thing. Somehow the second shot got missed, and that leaves you uh, open to exposure. But I think
2: the discussion up to this point has always been sort of value-driven. Like, these are my values. I'm trying to do the best thing for my child. Uh, This is the way I see it. And it just can't be that. It has to be fact. Space, okay. Right. That mm-hmm. this is a deadly disease. It's totally avoidable and we have immunizations. So you don't have to get it. Those are the facts now. Okay. And we don't have to point any fingers. Everybody just has to get the shots. That's what I say.
0: Okay. Or banana. I, I am. I'm with it. you. I'm with it. you. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, can we talk about some happier news that sure. was also in the New York times? Uh, and that is, the very lovely, lovely news that Annie Lamott, who is sort of sort of a she's a hero to the Satellite Sisters, no doubt, uh, just got married to a Mr. Neil Allen, and uh, and her wedding was written up in the vows section of the New York Times, and there was just so many wonderful details about this story. Uh, that just i don't know it made me st- a smile first of all um Annie, uh, got ma- she met her her now her husband on an online dating site Our that's time, just so Matt, crazy to me that yeah. matchmaking site for people over 50. Did uh-huh. you hear that, Sister Sheila? Okay. okay and just to know, screens- for people
1: who don't know who Annie Lamott is, she's a very famous writer. Mm. So oh, who yeah. has written a series of memoirs and writing books and columns. She's sort of a beloved, sage, truth teller. Yeah. And she wrote very openly about her addiction. She has a son. She's she knows, very religious.
2: She, yeah, she, she, she shares she, a lot right. very deeply. Yes, yeah, she shares a lot very deeply. Okay,
0: carry on, And Julie. how old is she,
2: Julie? She's in her 60s. 60s now right she's in her 60s which is again so lovely we love we love that part of it yeah. uh, he's 63 as well and uh but uh, that they met on a matchmaking site uh, our time for people over 50 uh, and the best part is she actually rejected Mr Neil Allen the first time she saw him on the matchmaking site because he indicated that he slept with his her a cat his cat <laughs> and okay so that is good fair I mean, enough because fair she's enough. allergic to cats oh. and and so she just you know she didn't she thought, okay, that's never going to work. But then she kept going back to the site, and apparently, again, I love this detail. She forgot that she had re- rejected Mr. Neil Allen, so she sent him another message, and he wrote back and said, "You've already rejected me." <laughs> and she, so, so, but romance blossomed, oh. and they are just, you know, they have both come to each other at that point in their lives, and that they make each other laugh and smile, and they. You know, they have excellent long conversations. So their their wedding was, you know, again, in a you know, in California, in a grove of beautiful trees. Uh, There's a picture of her bridal attendants. And I just love them because they're not the least bit young, not a (laughs) single one of them. Okay, they look wonderful. And uh, she told uh, Annie Lamott, told people to dress happily Mm -hmm that was the dress code for the wedding. Aww. I think everybody should do that from now on. That's a that's a great description. Um, she had multiple they had multiple officiants at their wedding. They had a Buddhist meditation teacher, a Jesuit priest, and the episcopal minister who runs the Global AIDS Interfaith Alliance. There were poems, there was grateful dead singing, and they both had to take out their reading glasses to read their vows. <laughs> oh,
1: That's so great. I she love does, her. Doesn't
2: that sound? Oh, and yes. she got her she got her wedding dress. She she got it on eBay. Okay. <laughs> love that. So I think that is that is uh, a romance, a marriage, a wedding that we can all admire, cheer for, aspire to. So uh, they, I'm, I was so glad to read that. And I'm so happy for her. And I hope they live happily ever after. Me yes. too. That's Me great. Too.
0: Good job, Joel. Yeah, remember, she's been on Satellite yes. Sisters. We had so much fun talking right. to her. Maybe I'll dig up that episode. Yeah, I don't see know where, where that you is. Is. Who that. knows? <laughs> that might be online already, or it could be in my storage unit. Mm. Okay, good luck with that, Liz. <laughs> Good luck Get that. to work. <laughs> All right. Stay with us. Uh, we have more Satellite Sisters. We're
1: going to do a whole bunch of travel stories. But first, we need to thank a couple of sponsors. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here. And we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting... carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we
0: love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. (laughs) Photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So the hair is important. Couldn't be happier,
1: pros. <laughs> pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Okay. We're back. Uh, It's all travel, this this segment, because we just Mm -hmm. had a lot of interesting travel stories we pitched. And then a lot of people were posting on the Facebook group about where to go, what to do, what to see when they're going places. So we thought, let's do it. Let's devote this whole segment to travel. Let's do it. I want to start with that story about the woman who was kidnapped in Uganda. Okay. You heard about this on the news. It was about a month ago. She was on a safari in Uganda. She had like wanted her whole life to see the gorillas, mm-hmm. and she was yeah. making it happen. She went there. Her name is Kimberly Endicott, a 57-year-old woman from California. And while she was out uh, with a guide and another elderly couple in a Jeep, they were on a, they were on a um, what would you call it, uh, a reserve, but, right, yeah. right? They it was in a, a big r- park. Yeah, right, a it, national, it, park. national park. So they were out on safari, and they were approached by armed men, First, she thought they were park rangers, and it turned out they were not park rangers. They were actually kidnapping her. And she told her story to Gail King last week on CBS This Morning. I was just astonished by this interview Mm -hmm. because the headlines – 57-year-old American woman kidnapped in Uganda. I mean, that's a terrible headline. It's terrible. It always
2: said she was a grandmother, too. Right, I'm I know. At home
1: with me. Right. Oh, Nana. Nana. I know, I know. But so to hear her actually tell the story in her own words, it was remarkable because she was a very grounded person. She found... Of course, the experience was terrifying, and she was terrified, and she doesn't excuse it. But she managed to connect with the kidnappers in a way that she said humanized them. She thought about that woman that was held hostage in Atlanta like 10 years ago. Right. Remember that woman who, like, connected with the guy who held her and read like, a purpose-driven life or something to him? Remember that? Yeah. And, and talked him into turning himself
0: in. Right. right? So she
1: said immediately when it was clear, oh, my gosh, we're being kidnapped that's what she thought of. Okay, in a million years I would not have thought of that. <laughs> no, really. I mean, most people wouldn't. I mean I'd uh, yeah, just be too freaked out. you too freaked out. But she is so so somehow she managed to have the peace of mind to sort of see her way through this. And she said then she just started connecting with the kidnappers on a human level. And uh, it took five days, she was released, they demanded a ransom, somebody paid the ransom, it's very unclear who. She didn't know what was happening. First, she thought I'd been abandoned by my government, but then when she was released, she, was, she realized how much work the State Department had done on her behalf, and she was very yeah. grateful. She, the kidnappers, allowed her to call her daughter. They got her bottled water. She kept saying, "I'm not excusing them, but I understood that their life, their lives, and my life were very, very different."
0: Right. She and, said, "This is their yeah. life. They're like." drinking out of holes in the ground and they live here and I'm going to if I get away I will go back to my much better life and their life will stay the same. Leon you recommended that we watch it so I did so did you Rachel so I I put the links to yeah, the Gail I King did. interview in the show notes cuz really it's fascinating. People should watch. Right
1: it. cuz it's very different than the headlines and yeah. this is the first interview she had done and and she's just an interesting person. That's what Gail King kept saying and I'm just gonna say this. I mean, she had the most extraordinary skin I have ever seen (laughs) (laughs) ever seen. I mean, when you watch the video, I kept thinking, I can't believe she's 57. I can't believe she's a grandmother. (laughs) And then after the whole interview, Nora said, what does she do for a living? And that's when Gail said, oh, she's an esthetician. She's an esthetician. (laughs) I was like, well, that explains it. I mean, she was glowing on that interview, even though she was telling a very sober story. So it's worth watching it just for her skin. But she is an interesting story to tell. And she wanted to.
2: I mean, it, it was a cultural moment that she actually was able to appreciate, yeah, you know, right. just how different their lives were, but to deal with them as human beings. So right. that was what was so impressive to me, you know, and Leah and, and Liz, it reminds me so much of the story I've been uh, article I read a couple of weeks ago in the New York Times that I've been talking about. And I'm glad we have a chance on this podcast to talk about it. Uh, it's, it was entitled Adventurous, uh, Adventurous Alone, and attacked. And this is a story that because the number of women that are traveling, particularly traveling solo, has skyrocketed uh, in the last couple of years. And some of this they're attributing to social media factors that people see these fantastic photos of these women all over, these, over the world in these spectacular places. And it inspires, encourages more women to think, hey, I can do that too. But, so the rise of social media has increased the number of women traveling solo. But also what has increased uh, is, you know, sadly, the violence against the female traveler, that in parts of the world, women uh, face unique risks, that there is definitely gender violence. and and that female travelers, uh, in particular, um, you know, face real dangers. But this is, this violence against women, and this article was about women that were in various parts of the world and were attacked and survived. In one case, they didn't. Uh, it happens to women even when they do everything right. right. Um, but, um, there's not a lot of information about this because obviously resorts, countries where tourists come, they don't want to publicize the fact that women are getting uh, attacked. But, uh, it was you know it, you know the it, it dovetails a little bit with this story about this woman who went to uganda but they were so talking, did they have
0: specific tips julie
2: because they did. we've they all done a prefer- lot of traveling
0: in unusual places on our own so i'm curious to see what they recommend
2: okay number 1 they said you should always stay in hotels with 24 hour security yeah. you know that's yes. That make sure that they have that. If you're staying in some kind of Airbnb, then you should only stay in places that have the super host status. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to check reviews and check reviews again. They had one case that they highlighted in the New York Times article: a woman was killed in Costa Rica, uh, and but she was in an, uh you know she was in a su- allegedly secure location resort. But all the, the bad reviews had been deleted,
0: oh, so it's
2: wow. so they were saying that you should uh, do that. There are ways. There are a number of apps for women that are in, that's included in this article. And thanks to our sister Liz, it will be linked to our show notes. Mm-hmm. But you know you should get some of these apps for women traveling alone. Chirpy, have you heard of that, Liz? No. Or Red no. Zone or Mayday. Those were three of the ones that they mentioned. Uh, they said you should get a GPS tracker that it is very important that you know you have that on and that you need to let someone know where you're going to be all the time if you're going to travel by yourself you really need to check in and leave a detailed itinerary so people know where you're going to be. I would say certainly you should register with an embassy if you're going to a country, uh, to another country. That's a great thing to do. Most importantly, they were saying situational awareness. You yes. really have to be aware of your circumstances. You can't assume that it is the same as other places. You should be more skeptical. Um, they in- include in the article women of color face Particular uh, travel risks because in many countries, you know, they are perceived to be uh, prostitutes, you know, and so they face more ch- even more challenges than uh, than perhaps other women. So that was another thing to con- uh, consider, and always to dress conservatively until you can figure out whether or not dress matters in the country that you're attend you're going to. Mm-hmm. So I thought those were all really good tips. Uh, Because, you know, you do want to travel and women should be able to travel by themselves, but they have to realize, you know, what the, you know, in other parts of the world, it's not the same thing. Uh, And we certainly would like to change that, but you have to deal with uh, the situational reality of it.
0: Well, even just having cell phones so that there are trackers and all kinds of apps on them, that helps a lot. I remember one time, this was like, first time I ever went to China was 1989, and I had been in Hong Kong on business, and I was just dying to go to Beijing because I had just seen the movie The Last Emperor, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see The Forbidden City. So I went to Beijing for the weekend just by myself, and part I can remember one moment where I was walking down this... Very simple, kind of back street, not like in, not in Tiananmen Square, where there were lots of other people around, even some westerners, think actually having this thought for the first time ever in my life, like, wow, if I just d- disappeared right now, no one would have any idea. nobody even knows I'm in China, like nobody I don't think I had <laughs> held you guys idea. or you didn't mom send and dad a letter <laughs> no, no, anyway, so yeah, now it's so much easier for you to make people aware of where you are, where you're going, what your plans are. It is kind of important to think that through.
1: Yeah, the L.A. Times had a similar article, Julie, about travel safety for women. And they echoed a lot of what you said about staying in a hotel. They said particularly a smaller hotel where security is easy, not one of those big Western hotels where people can come and go without being noticed. Mm -hmm. But one thing they mentioned specifically was ride share. And, you know, there was that terrible story even a couple weeks ago. The college student got into the wrong car. That was so, so sad and terrible. So they mentioned, like— You know, check the license plate, ask the driver before you get into the car, who are you? What's my name? Text somebody to let him or her know that you're taking a ride share and explain where you're going, and then text them when you arrive. Like, that's a good system, uh, I thought. And then also in the hotel, if you get into a hotel elevator with someone, let them push the floor first. Oh, really? So if it's or your... I
2: just don't get in the elevator. Yeah, or just people. don't get in the elevator. But if <laughs> I, it happens, I learned that in Russia. Yeah, okay? can I just tell you, people don't in Moscow. They don't get in the elevator with other people. Yeah, no.
1: it's a good. It is a good strategy. Yeah. It's the safest strategy. But they said if you are, let them push it first, and then if, even if it's the same floor as yours, push one up or. Yeah. below. Oh, uh, so not the same floor and just use the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I okay. know you hate to think it's completely discouraging women from traveling alone, but some of these are common sense. Yeah. I mean, and, right. But, it, and beyond. but I mean, the
2: New York Times article did stress, you know, it's it is OK to be skeptical. It is OK to be cautious. You know, it is not, you know, I mean, I, I know when you go on vacation, you want to be open to new experiences, new cultures, and meeting new people. But you should, you know, you ha- you have to be skeptical in many situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of that, Julie, <laughs> speaking, of skepticism. speaking of vacations
0: you may or may not want let's, to take because you're so skeptical. Let's talk about this Martha Stewart Cruise Line
2: situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, the Sunday Magazine, I opened it. Discover and celebrate new Martha Stewart experiences aboard the world's most beautiful ship. It's a cruise line I'd never heard of before, MSC. I mean, I'm not a cruise fanatic, so I wouldn't know. But here is Martha in a two page spread, Liz, and she's enjoying things. She's enjoying (laughs) someone else's family. Is that a picture? So
0: she's just sitting with a bunch of people. Those are not her people? No, those are not
1: her people. No, her daughter's kids are much younger than that. She's she's uh, wearing her aerosol shoes in the ad. Her new aerosol shoe line. I, I was a little envious of those shoes. I thought she had the big beach hat. She's got those cute shoes on. Yeah, yeah. and then and and notice, Julie. In no photo is she actually on the boat. I just want to
0: <laughs> That's true uh, There's not a They single... just photoshopped the boat in In the background There's
1: not a single photo Where she's on the boat I, And I went to the website She's never on that boat She's never going on she's that boat She's never
0: getting on that boat
1: But she is Liz Apparently getting on this horse Because there's a picture of her
2: in a ho- On a horse But the horse is chest deep in water I know I Julie was, in, was in very seawater. alarmed about that I was very troubled by that land. But she is a big animal lover But I just don't think All that salt water Is good for the horse Do a- you? Apparently... I don't know Because people that know more about horses please tell okay. us is that yeah. okay should Martha be on a horse chest deep in ocean water yeah well I did a little research because I went to
1: the website to see what exactly was happening. Yes. Yeah. I was sort of intrigued by this and this is one of the Martha design day excursion these are swimming horses in the Grand no, Canyon. Really? Oh okay yeah but okay but who wants to, I don't even want to
0: get on a standing <laughs> okay, that horse still is not horse. in the Grand Canyon is it? Cayman Liz <laughs> I was going to say, that water is a little too blue for the Colorado River. <laughs> I don't want to be swimming in the Grand Canyon on a horse. <laughs> don't
1: worry, you won't be, Liz. You won't be. Here, Here's what I love, though. In an article on People magazine, they asked, you know, they asked her, why are you getting into the cruise line business? And she said, and this sounds joyful. This sounds like someone who believes in cruising. It is an organized and logical way to treat your family to something that's fun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Good good times (laughs) with Martha. She she
1: claims that she, quote, cruises all the time. Well, Mm. I'm sure on, like, private Private yachts. yachts. Yeah, Yeah, okay. But— But if you go, you can sign up. And this is intriguing to me because they they have a welcome bag. It's a Martha welcome bag. They have some special, you know, day excursions, as I mentioned, in each of their ports of call. She Uh picked, like, go to a cooking school or buy straw bags or swim on that horse. I don't really understand that. But you know what she's also designing, Julie? Think about this. Thanksgiving dinner. Think about going kidding. on a cruise at Thanksgiving and having a Martha stewart stamp Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, I think sign
0: that's me up.
2: two birds I, I think with one that
0: would stone. Be yeah, <laughs> I did as long as Martha's not there.
2: Yeah, she's never going, Liz. She is well, never. I think that opens the door for the Satellite Sisters, because obviously. <laughs> but I, I think we could get a gig on this boat if yeah. we try. Hard. Sure. Uh-huh. I
1: mean, someone did ask on our website, like, well, why don't we do a Satellite Sisters cruise? And I think for twenty years we have been reporting on. Bizarre cruise deaths, <laughs> cruise ship's deaths. I think there's a yes. reason we're never getting on a cruise together. But maybe
2: Mar- maybe the Martha Stewart Martha Thanksgiving dinner? Martha has very dinner? high standards of cleanliness. You know that. So <laughs> this could I, be the breakthrough. I, if you were ever going to cruise, it might be on one of Martha's... Uh, the SSS Martha. Yeah. Martha.
1: <laughs> Logical and organized. Well, that sounds fun.
0: That, whoo, party. And does she make us craft on board or anything? No, or it's I really bet. just I the... mean, do
2: they get uh, people from Martha's uh, television show or? Uh, no. Nope. Or... It does no. not.
1: No. You get, you get like four cupcakes that are Martha Stewart design cupcakes. <laughs> That's Real. in your welcome package. I mean, there's just a touch of Martha. She
0: clearly. That's enough. Okay. Again,
1: she's never going on the boat. It's. Pretty clear. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, then, I feel like our people can do way better than that. Because in case you haven't noticed, for those of you who are members of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, The group has become a hotbed of travel advice. We get your travel reports. We encourage you to use the hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. A lot of people are doing that. As a matter of fact, Victoria posted a super cute picture of herself in London this weekend with her college roommates from 34 years ago. That was cute. I love
2: that. That is the kind of
0: Satellite Sisters Travel we encourage. She said... One of us is running, running the marathon this weekend. She did not say which one, but she just wanted to say, hey, look at me with my satellite sister. So we love that. Now, Stephanie's going to Cape Cod with a friend who's retiring this year. So she just asked, like, okay, we're going to Cape Cod. What should we do? We know from past experience we have a lot of people on Cape Cod. Yeah. She got a lot of excellent advice very quickly, Stephanie did. So, and Carol, very nearby, Carol's going to Boston with a friend that she said is, I love this. She said, my satellite sister since we were toddlers. Oh, so, okay. And again, a lot of people, here's what you should do in Boston. Uh, so that's traveling with your friends. Mary's going to D.C. with her husband and two teenagers. So she wanted some recos on that. Leanne, you've done that. Didn't you take your son or sons yeah, to D.C.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many and they, She things. wanted
1: to know, like, the hop-on, hop-off bus, and my husband did that with the boys. A lot mm-hmm. of people backed her up. She wanted to
0: know which one. That seemed like a good idea, mm-hmm. hop-on, hop-off. Mm-hmm. Patty was looking for recommendations for, uh, for Chicago, and winter this one sounds good winter just got back from a trip to mexico to visit the pyramids in is it teotihuacan teotihuacan anyway you can read it there it is <laughs> in the satellite sisters facebook group but jude posted something i felt like we should respond to oh jude is going to the Galapagos, Leo. okay. And Julie, you were not with us on this trip, but we did no. have a family trip to the Galapagos about. Yes, but... I'm aware of that. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's what Jude posted. She's like so excited. We just booked a trip to the Galapagos. I would appreciate any recommendations: how to prepare, what to know, bring, where, etc. So. Leon, I thought we could just take this on right now, right here, instead of having to type the answer sure. to Jude. So, sure. if you were thinking, so we were on a National Geographic cruise around the Galapagos, but first we flew to Ecuador. We went to Guayaquil, Ecuador, and then they sort of move you over onto uh, the boat with no Martha Stewart on it. No. So, if you were giving Jude advice, what would you, what would you say?
1: I would say definitely prepare, definitely swim. If you are yeah. planning on doing any snorkeling or scubaing, which a lot of people do there mm-hmm. in the Galapagos, it's a fantastic way to see everything. It's astonishing. But it is not easy water. Yeah. It is actually, yeah, it's it definitely has currents and you're going up and down and there was a lot of swimming. And I know our whole family, everyone trained. We were doing deep water aerobics. We were swimming. I was really glad that I had done that
0: because yeah. I yeah. felt
1: very confident in the water. But if I hadn't been as fit as I was, I would not have felt confident. Yeah. So that would be my a number one thing. If you're mm-hmm. snoo s- snoobing, if you're snorkeling, <laughs> snorkeling <laughs> snorke- is a thing that or, exists. <laughs> if you're in the water, train because mm-hmm. it's not it's not easy swimming. How about you, Liz?
0: Well, I just remember Jude that it was not as hot as I expected not hot. it to be, and we were there over New Year's, so you figure it's you're right there. It's called Ecuador because it's on the mm-hmm. equator. Right. <laughs> so you're right there on the equator. I just expected it to be super hot the whole time, and it was not. Now, it's we not. were getting a little rain and clouds, and maybe that's why the water was also a little bit rougher than it normally is. But do not assume it's going to be t shirts and shorts the whole time. It's not tropical. I wish, no, no. I wished I had had a few more fleece layers, as a matter of fact. Yes. Not, I mean, not quite Patagonia level fleece layers, <laughs> but I <laughs> okay. definitely needed some slightly warmer clothing than I had. Right. So I would say that Um, we had a fantastic time. I would definitely say that. Like if you're I assume you're going to be on a ship, but there are some tours where you're in one place and it is just try everything. You know, they they had kayaks there for us. So we would do the kayaking. As Leon said, we did the snorkeling, the hiking. We did the hiking and we always had because it was National Geographic, we always had a naturalist with us. uh, And I assume most of the tourists there do. So take advantage of that too. You just learned so much. Mm -hmm. And it's fun learning. You know, like what's up with the blue-footed boobies? Like really, what's the deal? This is your chance to learn everything about Charles Darwin that you never really understood in school or the whole evolution thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, good place to learn that. And then one last thing. We flew into Guayaquil and gave ourselves a whole extra day. And this is just because, as you know, Jude, we're always early, the Dolan family. So the flights arrive at like 9 o'clock at night. And then if you're leaving on a boat, you leave at 9 o'clock the next morning. We just kind of decided, why run the risk that we might be late getting in we didn't we literally we didn't want to miss the boat right literally we got in and spent a whole day at our hotel in Guayaquil just like chilling by the pool and you know adjusting to being uh in that time zone so I would kind of recommend that it was like it was for us it was one less thing to worry about it was one extra day on our trip but one less thing to worry about so And if you are going to be in the water a lot, pack at least two bathing suits and two,
1: like, swim shirts yes. because your your bathing suits won't have time to dry. We That's were, true. We were snorkeling in the morning and then snorkeling in the afternoon. Yeah. And they just – they don't really dry on the boat. Yeah. So that that would also – and then finally, the potatoes are unbelievable. <laughs> Wouldn't you say just in Ecuador yes. the best potatoes? Three
0: meals a day of potatoes. And most
1: of their meals are potato-based, and we were totally on board with that. <laughs> I mean, the best potatoes I've ever had.
0: And a lot of ceviche kind yes. of things. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. A lot of yeah. fish thing. Fish and potatoes. It's pretty yeah. much, you know.
1: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So
0: you're gonna love it, Jude. I right. wanna know when you're going. So if you can post in the group when you're actually going, we will um we'll give you some more tips. Right. But that would be our top uh yeah, our top our tip. Top not warm. Yes. Not warm. <laughs> surprisingly not, not warm. Not as warm as you think.
1: No. No, surprisingly not warm.
0: Okay. So All right,
1: finally, Liz. I ha- I had kind
0: <laughs> of a travel snafu myself the other day, which Honestly, when I think back, I'm surprised this is the first time this ever happened to me. So
2: I... I go, <laughs> what is that?
0: I go back to, back and forth to LAX quite a bit, Julie, as you know. Yes,
2: quite a bit. Your whole life. You've yes. Been in my adult life, yes. Not
0: as much as I used to because my job does not require a lot of travel now, but I have been making regular trips out of town like once a week or once every two weeks for this other project that I'm working on. So the other night, last Friday... I got back to... So normally, because I live in Santa Monica, it's like 20 minutes in a lift car from my house to LAX. So I just take a lift there, and then when I get back, you know, use the app, get a lift home. Um, so the other night, I came back. It's Friday night. It's like 9 o'clock. And uh, I get the lift, I'm in the car. I'm headed home. And at a certain point in this trip, I realized, oh, I drove to the airport. Oh, my God. <laughs> my car is parked at the airport. And now I'm in a lift headed home. And the moment I realized it was when I saw the parking garage, you know, the spot on Sepulveda. The spot, the spot. spot. Like it's the big garage with the big polka dots on it. And as I'm going by in the lift, I was like, oh, my God. I was at the studio working on my other show and drove directly to LAX when I left for this one-day trip. So then you have, like, okay, should I just – it's so embarrassing. Should I just go home and come back and get my car in the morning? I almost did that. I almost was too embarrassed to say to the driver – Excuse me? I just realized that uh, my, car, my car is right.
1: <laughs> because that is probably not a snare they understand at all. No, They're no. They're driving lifts. Yes. Like, how could you possibly
0: forget, forget your the car? And, he, and the
2: Lyft driver's been circling at LAX trying to pick up a good fare. I know. Double, you know. I know, I know
0: right? Julie. That's so. why I was too embarrassed. To, or I, I'm quickly like, could I make up a story like... Um, Oh, hey, uh, look, I just saw a friend of mine drive by. Could you let me out right here? You know, I'm like in the back of the car thinking, I can't believe I have to admit to this person that my car is here. And But I finally did. I just blurted it out. like, oh, change of plan. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I just remembered my car is actually right there at the parking spot. So I could tell, yeah, Liam, there was the eye roll in the front. They want a longer fare. It's not then they have to wait for another call. Right. So I got in my car. I got out my phone. And I, I gave him a giant tip. Yeah. Because what okay, are you gonna right. do? A hundred percent my fault. So I calculated what would the tip have been if he had driven me all the way home. Right. And I just gave him that, even though, you know, he drove me a mile or or two. <laughs> but there you go.
2: I don't know. Liz. It can happen, Liz. Sign of aging? Traveling traveling solo, you need a GPS tracker, no doubt. (laughs) It's sort of the travel equivalent
1: of, like, you're going to the grocery store for one thing, and then you get everything but the milk. Yes. You know, like, well, I'm going because I need milk. And I'm like, oh, I forgot the milk. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's on that scale. It's on that spectrum. Yes. It's pretty... High on that it's spectrum. It's embarrassing,
0: but... and you, like, I really almost did not admit it to the driver. okay, too embarrassing. So there you have it. Uh, just a, another little travel tip. Remember if you drove to the airport or not. Just, just
1: <laughs> adding that to the list of safety tips. I'm sure you can add that to your phone. Yeah. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us when we get back. It's Entertaining Sisters. But first, we'd like to thank the following sponsors.
0: But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would you like to share?
1: Would you like to? I
0: talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing
1: Visit framebridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. All right, what's happening in the entertainment
2: world? Okay, this well, week? first,
0: Leah, next week we're having a very special guest that you booked. Where This is unusual for us and something I'm really looking forward to, right? Well, we're I'm doing. I'm a little
2: bit scared. I have to say this. Don't that...
1: don't be scared. It's just poetry, Julie. It's not going <laughs> to okay. hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. We're having Kim Dower on. She's a renowned okay. poet. She yes. was the City Poet Laureate of West Hollywood. Well, say no where, more. Where we Here are we right are. Now. We're sitting in West Hollywood. And she has a wonderful new book out called Sunbathing on Tyrone Powers's Grave, yeah. which is. That's interesting in itself. And her poems are really rooted in sort of domestic life and everyday life, and and they're really great. It's a beautiful volume of poetry, but we're going to talk to Kim about letting more poetry into our lives. Perhaps we have listeners out there who want to start writing some poetry. Sure. Why not? Yes. I mean, April was National Poetry Month, so we missed that. Kim was very busy out on a book tour. We couldn't get her in here. So she's coming in May, but that doesn't mean that every month can't be Poetry Month. Right, Right, right. So next week, join us if you want a uh, sunbathing on Tyrone Powers' grave by Kim Dower is the book, and we're, Kim's coming into the studio.
0: And she's nice. We've met her before. She is, she's she's great. super nice. She'll yes. be fun to talk yeah, to. Yeah, she's
1: not intimidating. She's not no. some zany that's poet. Good. Yeah. No. Okay. Not, I mean, she's a little okay. She's kind of a zany poet, no. but but she's a working <laughs> poet. I mean, she, that's what she does. She's a poet. I know. I know. That's
0: impressive. Yeah. All right. We're for that. Yeah. Everybody needs a creative outlet. Yes. So, all right. Uh, here we are, entertaining sisters. You know, I think of us as kind of having our fingers on the pulse of pop culture. Uh, don't you think that, sisters, that we're pretty much?
2: No, well, you, Liz, no. you you run into pop culture every single day, or you're invited I, to to be on a panel with uh, all pop culture people. But I yes, think we make an effort. I think we make yes, an we effort. Did. Yes, we yes, try we're to not stay unaware. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: So I have a little uh, like a little test for you guys. So okay, first thing, uh, the um, billion worldwide opening of Avengers this weekend. Uh, Avengers Endgame. It took in $1.2 billion. It was the number one movie in 54 countries. Can Uh you believe that? It was such a scene here in the United States. The demand for Avengers Endgame was so astronomical. That AMC Theatres, the largest multiplex operator in North America, added 5,000 last-minute showtimes just in the United States, lifting its total number to more than 63,000 showtimes. Okay, sisters, three of us, 63,000 showtimes. Did any of the Satellite Sisters see Avengers Endgame? No. 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 I okay. have
2: seen an Avengers movie so have you Well there
0: were like 20 of them yeah. right
2: No no but the this this series the 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 three no. that they've had no. I have seen them no. yeah, I've seen the first two with okay. my grandkids Okay okay
0: thank God Julie representing in the superhero <laughs> yeah. category yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah Okay then the other
0: question I have um as I was watching VEEP this weekend which of course is the number one on my Sunday night television le- uh, list I noticed a lot of activity on Twitter Related to a completely different show, which of course would be Game of Thrones. And uh, Game of Thrones, just the, uh, this was the number one rated episode of all time, Uh, something about winterfall, whatever that is, don't know. Um, And it was the biggest number of tweets ever for a single episode of television (laughs) 7.3. I read yeah, it somewhere. It's true. It's meaningless, but That's yes, what it said okay. In the yeah. Hollywood Reporter, I believe you. Um, so again, because you know, we try to be on the cutting edge of all things. Of the three of us, did it, did anyone watch Game of Thrones? No, no, no. I'm no. not
2: in. I'm not in on that. I so. tried. But I it's just very popular. I know it's very popular. I appreciate people's love of that show. Just go go for it. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: 17.8 million viewers, but. None of us, none of us, but we do know some other satellite sisters out there. If you're Game of Thrones fans, go for it. I just wanted to cop to the fact that we try to constantly be reporting the coolest, best entertainment things for you. But this weekend, not so much. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm watching Veep. I'll just admit it. That's (laughs) it. I draw the line at Veep. (laughs) Okay,
2: Uh, okay. Well, I did something very entertaining. That again, I'm I'm late to this game because she's a six-time Grammy Award-winning artist, but. I had the opportunity to see Casey Musgraves this weekend. She's, she's listed as a country Western star and she's certainly, she's from a small town in Texas. She is a Texas girl, but she is so original and her voice is so pure. I I just can't recommend it enough. So she has a new album out called golden hour. It has a great, that is a great song. Butterflies on there, won all kinds of Grammy awards, uh, And I'm just getting on the Casey train and I want to recommend her to other Satellite Sisters because I just think she's very original. Uh, Her band is great. They all wore brown overalls, uh, like no, uh, like work jumpsuits. They were Mm -hmm. they were really kind of cute and uh, excellent band and just totally delightful, uh, great music musician. Okay, you heard it here first, Casey Musgraves. <laughs> okay. She's okay. going to be big, cutting edge. She's going to be big. It's a little bit, yeah, yeah. I, just, uh, I know it's late, but it might not be late for you. You might want to get in on it, okay? That's all I can say. Okay. And then this happened. I opened the Dallas Morning News. Big coverage this weekend because, okay, just, I just you better sit down. You better pull over for this. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez we're just in Waco, te- Texas to visit Chip and Joanna Gaines. No. That no. is right. Really? J Lo and A Rod, Chip and Joanna eating muffins in Waco. Okay. <laughs> it happened. It happened. Okay. Somehow. Okay. Well, first of all, Jennifer Lopez is a giant fan of the HGTV show Fixer Upper. She loves Joanna. She loves everything she does. In fact, uh, J-Lo is such a big fan of uh, Joanna that A-Rod, get this, arranged for a quick FaceTime call for J-Lo for her anniversary. I guess it was their Dating anniversary with Joanna as a surprise. Mm-hmm. So isn't that nice? And now Chip and Joanna have gone out to Malibu because that's where J Lo and A Rod have just bought a 6.6 million dollar fixer upper. Now nobody's saying whether Joanna and and Chip are going to are going to be involved in redoing this house, but. Uh, can you just imagine demo day with A Rod <laughs> and Chip? <laughs> or how about the phone call that they have in every episode where they tell the clients God. the HVAC system needs to be upgraded? Yeah. <laughs> we need more money. <laughs> or how about
1: the big reveal where they pull apart those billboards? Oh my okay. God, that would be so hilarious in <laughs> Malibu. It, it did know, seem like a weird foursome. <laughs> like
2: what? In yes. what yes. universe yes. does but that it happen? Happened. But. Who doesn't love Chip and Joanna so, I know. and who doesn't love J-Lo. So it's just not surprising <laughs> that the four of them would enjoy each other.
0: I just don't think of J-Lo's look as the Chip and Joanna ship block, whatever it is, look.
2: The Liz, giant clock on the wall. Everybody loves wide subway tiles, okay? <laughs> everybody loves reclaimed barn wood, yes, okay? That's everybody true. does. You're true. So just... That's right. Even J-Lo. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Wow. That's a surprising combo.
2: Well, just, is just, just showing me the picture, Julie, of the of the situation. Uh, we we're, we've got it covered here in Texas. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, and so here's a story we promoted at the top of the show that you know normally we feel like our job is to recommend to you things that we love you know, especially in the Entertaining Sisters segment of the show, like, hey, we heard this. Listen, we watched this. You might enjoy it, too. We read this. Give it a go. Poetry. You should have more in your life. But this is going to be the opposite of that now, because as much as we want, we want everyone to have a voice. And so we recommend a lot of new podcasts to you. And um, but there are some people that just do not deserve their own podcast. Uh, And Top of that list for me would be Mark Zuckerberg. Now, we do feel like there are a lot of people getting podcasts now. You want to say, couldn't you just stay in your lane? But then again, (laughs) welcome to the podcasting world, Oprah, Tina Brown. You know, I love that Conan O'Brien podcast is really good. He's got a really good concept, but... I do not feel like we need to open our platform to Mark Zuckerberg. He just does not, does not deserve it. So of course, I hate listened to one episode. He's got three episodes posted. <laughs> what is that verb there? <laughs> hate listened. Yes, oh, I knew I was crazy. gonna. I I knew I was going to not approve Julie. So I was just listening to reinforce to myself that I was right that he does not deserve a podcast. So he's got three posted. The one I listened to, he so-called interviews, this so-called news publisher in Germany named Alex Springer. So here's the thing. So Mark Zuckerberg interviewing, I'm sorry, Axel Springer. I want to say three things. First of all, hey, buddy. It's not your job to be asking questions. It's your job to be answering them, okay? I feel like Mark Zuckerberg has a lot to answer for. Yeah. And so putting him in an environment where he gets to like, Ask the questions. No, I am not falling for that, Zach. Uh, Number two, this is not a podcast. It's a performance. And the performance is look at me acting all caring about privacy and local journalism and humans. It's like again, I am not buying it. You can, it, it actually does feel like he's performing like trying to be real person and care about things that you know i've ruined for people
2: <laughs> so. you think he had someone script it out coach him I, as much yeah. as
0: possible yeah i mean he yeah. just seemed super trained about how much they care about privacy oh really really yeah. no not buying it and um and then at the very end, you know how he has this thing where every year he does a personal challenge and they make a big deal about announcing it? Like, one year he was learning Mandarin. We're
1: not quite as obsessed with him as you are. I am. So I, am. I didn't
0: really know that
2: every he year this. he has
0: a personal challenge. Every year he has a personal challenge. <laughs> okay. One year he was learning learning Mandarin.
2: Liz Liz goes in deep with her hate, Liz, apparently. <laughs> one year he was
0: writing an AI program for his home. Hmm. And this year, his personal challenge is like talking to people about technology and solving some of our problems. And I just want to say, it is not a personal, this is not some hobby, some extra little personal challenge project you get to do, Mark Zuckerberg. It's your job. You (laughs) broke it. You're the one that broke it. So, yes, I'm glad. The questions, time for questions is over. You should be, we need you to be fixing what you broke. Anyway, so... um, I'm She's not,
1: literally crossing it off for less, I'm Julie. not okay. recommending.
0: Just... <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay. even remember what the actual name is, but it's Mark no. Zuckerberg's podcast. You can skip it. I promise you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. You heard it here first.
0: <laughs> On the <laughs> other hand, uh, here's a special shout out to Susan in the Facebook group. Um, this is a genius idea. Like Susan I, I will listen to you all day before I listen to Mark Zuckerberg for one more minute. What Susan did is she posted in the Facebook group that at the end of dinner with her friends the other night, she taught them all how to download Satellite Sisters onto their phone. We love you, Susan. So Susan is a evangelist, pod- I believe, is what you replied, yes. Leanne. And um, so Susan you invented the idea we we want to put this out into the world. Anyone this is a throwdown. We want everyone to take the Susan challenge. Just like teach 6 of your friends yeah how to listen to satellite sisters, okay? That would, that would lift all of us up, and we'll just drown out Mark Zuckerberg and, and his ilk. Uh, and then one last thing. I was very happy to see that many of you um, enjoyed the excerpt to the show, Imagined Life, that was on our feed last week. You know, we explained that from time to time, when we're not on, we're going to give you an excerpt of a show that we recommend from within the Wondery uh, network here. So Imagined Life is... We thought it was a really fun show, and I loved the fact that so many of you said that you loved it and you listened to a whole bunch of episodes, so thank you for that. Thank you for supporting other shows besides ours, just not Zuckerberg's, okay? (laughs) That's all. I'm done.
1: Uh, okay, Liz, you feel better? I do. Woo! I do. Leon got that All off. Right. <laughs> All right. We would like to thank our sponsors for this week's Satellite Sisters, and thanks to you for supporting the people that support us. It really makes a difference. So does subscribing to the show, and rating and reviewing us, and sharing us with your friends it makes a huge difference, and we really, really appreciate it. Thanks to Sergio Enriquez for engineering the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, makes us sound better. And uh, what's happening this week? Anyone? Have have anything on their to-do list, Liz?
0: I'm in the final countdown to my college reunion, mm-hmm. Leon. You know, Memorial Day oh. weekend is the college reunion. So there are trains, planes, and automobiles involved. A lot of texting with friends, the coordination of plans. I'm getting very excited,
2: but like TikTok. Okay. <laughs> okay. Julie, what's on your list? Well, you know, all politics are local, and we have a uh, city council race going on, elections. We have special elections. So vote. Everyone in Dallas, you have to vote because it matters. Mm -hmm. Okay. And while you're out, get your measles shot. (laughs) Yes. I think
1: I've already
2: covered that.
1: She's you been, did cover that. She's becoming our mother over the course of one show. All right.
0: How about you, Lian? What's on your to-do list? Well,
1: Liz, we have, um, it's exciting. We have BTS coming to town. This wow. is the Korean K-pop group.
0: Ooh, uh, yes.
1: I, I live Ooh. near the Rose Bowl for new listeners to the show. I mean, very close so that what happens at the Rose Bowl happens in my backyard. And BTS is a giant
0: Korean giant. K-pop yes. group.
1: The two shows yes. sold out within 10 minutes. So I anticipate the invasion of the BTS fangirls. You know, five years ago, we had One Direction, the Siege of One Direction. Yes. It was a three-day-long yeah. concert event that uh-huh. created chaos, <laughs> chaos in the neighborhood and many, many neighborhood meetings afterwards. So this time, we're only having two meetings. So, uh-huh. I mean, two concerts, not three. So I just think it's going to be all BTS. I didn't it's know very much about but, them, but I saw them on CBS Sunday morning and...
2: They're I mean, adorable. They, they're cute. You they're adorable. They're yeah. almost as good as Casey Musgrave. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's what happens in LA is people just send their children in limos. Yeah. Oh. So that so there's like a limo backup that runs for miles. <laughs> okay. That is the true story. That,
2: well, you you just have to work that out there. So you
1: know, <laughs> maybe I should sell some stuff. Maybe I'll get to so we'll sell some waters and sodas, make a few extra K pops for yeah. myself. Get so, out there with some Satellite Sisters merch. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of that available. <laughs> okay anyway oh they even got their own flags on the light poles you know how they do those oh yeah all the members get their individual photos on all the light poles headed into the rose Bowl. it just made me laugh today when i was walking the dog anyway that's it invasion of the bts fans they are super fun to watch yeah they're cute yeah Mm -hmm. all right we're the satellite sisters everybody have a great week you too, You too and don't forget call your satellite sister.